Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Net podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health, and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette. Welcome back. Do you ever find yourself getting angry over the slightest thing, be it with your significant other, your friends, or even at yourself? And yet, at the same time, you might also be aware that that's not who you want to be, but also sometimes feel that you have no control over it. I don't know about you, but in the past, I'm someone who is easily angered over the slightest things. I think to some extent, I still am, Although I may seem like a harmonious and easygoing person on the outside, but I think I do experience quite a bit of anger on a frequent basis. For instance, when I fail to meet the expectations I set up for myself, or when I see my loved ones being hurt, are some of the few common reasons for my anger. So today, we will be exploring the topic of anger. As we all know, anger usually gets a bad reputation in the world of emotions, right? Because it is often seen as a negative emotion because of the consequences that is often associated with it. However, I've also learned that it is normal and even healthy to feel angry from time to time. Anger is a neutral emotion in itself. We all experience anger. So the thing is, you know, what causes anger? I think there are so many instances that comes to my mind when I think of the word anger, but one of the most memorable one, okay, I'm not sure if using the word memorable is the right term because it was quite an unpleasant situation, right? So it was when my partner and I, we were traveling in Okinawa and we were about to leave the hotel for dinner and I realized that I ran out of contact lens solution. And he told me that he would go get some for me and so he came back with a contact lens solution, right? And the moment I use it to put on my contact lens, I screamed and I cried so loud because it was so, so, so painful. You know, the moment I put it in my eye, it hurt so badly, I couldn't even open my eyes, right? And I got so, so, so angry. So it turns out that the contact lens solution wasn't contact lens solution and it was just some alcohol solution which I'm not sure what is it for but I think because everything was in Japanese he assumed that it was a contact lens solution because there was a picture of an eye on the solution bottle but turns out that it was not a contact lens solution so I was really really feeling scared and I was in pain as well right so I was so so angry that I lashed out in tears there was a lot of blaming a lot of hostility right because I directed my anger towards him. But thankfully, you know, everything was fine. The redness and pain did subside after a few days. But the point of saying this story is to actually help us to, you know, see what is it that causes anger. So I think we may experience anger for various reasons. For instance, when we have been treated unfairly, when our needs are being ignored, or when we are being disrespected, right? The list goes on. But if you think about it, one of the basic functions of anger is to protect our vulnerability. So what does this mean? So when I say that anger protects vulnerability, it can be both in a physical or emotional form. So physical can include physical discomfort, tiredness, 
you know, for example, when our basic needs are not met, you know, if we get inadequate sleep or we get inadequate amount of food, we tend to get angry, right? You know the saying, a hungry man is an angry man. <laughs> yeah, so when we talk about emotional vulnerability, it can be feelings like guilt, shame, fear, grief, or even betrayal, right? So for instance, in the example that I brought up earlier, anger was there to protect me, right? I felt angry because there was feelings of fear. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And there was also feelings of physical pain, physical discomfort, because my eyes were in such pain that I couldn't even open it, right? And as human beings, we do have a unique set of anger triggers, you know, based on what we deem as threatening. And, you know, based on what we were taught to expect from ourselves and from people around us. But I've also come to see and learn that no matter, you know, what is the person's background, the underpinnings of anger are quite similar from person to person. Anger is usually an expression or manifestation of underlying feelings such as fear, shame, guilt, or even betrayal. So the basic function of anger is actually to protect our vulnerability and neutralize our threats to the ego. And, you know, anger protects us because it triggers our body's fight-or-flight response. In a sense, it will help us to flee from danger because it alerts us that, you know, something is up and something is not right, right? So anger isn't the bad guy, but it is simply looking out for us. So, for instance, if someone is continuously taking advantage of us, then feeling angry about this can help us move away from the situation, right? It helps us identify what we do not want and it can guide us away from dangerous, toxic situations. So in a way, anger also teaches us where our boundaries are. It tells us what we like, what we dislike, what is making us feel uncomfortable and if anything needs to be changed, right? If we know how to best approach it. And to me personally, anger serves as a personal value indicator. And I often see it as an opportunity for me to be aware of my deep-seated beliefs and what I stand for. But of course, that being said, it doesn't happen automatically. It requires a bit of practice and a bit of technique in terms of how we approach anger. And the next question is, you know, since anger is so valuable, right? Why is there such a bad reputation around anger? Because people often think that anger is bad, right? I remember one of my friends telling me before that he can't help but to get angry and he hates to get angry because it's so bad and detrimental to him. I think that is because he is associating anger with aggression, which is a very common misconception. So apart from the fact that it's really an unpleasant emotion to feel, right? we typically do not like to feel angry because our body gets heated up, you know, there's a lot of physical um, symptoms associated with anger as well. And it is generally just a very unpleasant to feel emotion. And that's also part of the reason why people label anger as a negative emotion. Apart from that, I think anger is often mistakenly associated with aggression as well. But anger and aggression, they are two very, very different things, right? Anger is an emotion and in itself, like we said, it's healthy and neutral. And all of us experience it to some extent. But then being hostile, displaying hurtful and violent behavior, or to personally attack someone with hurtful words are all part of aggression. Or even sometimes when we choose to give someone that silent treatment, 
is also a type of aggression as well. It's just that that is in a more passive form. It's called passive aggression. But when we choose to, you know, do an anger outburst, that is usually termed as open aggression. You know, it comes in fighting, bullying, criticism, accusing or blaming someone, right? So both passive aggression and open aggression are detrimental, right? They are unhealthy ways of displaying anger. And they both come from a need to be in control. And once we see this, and when we are more aware of this, we can change the way we deal with our anger. Because the truth is, you know, it's hard to experience anger without displaying any form of aggression, right? Be it passive aggression or open aggression, right? Including myself, when I get triggered, I think I tend to, you know, use a harsher tone. I say hurtful things to people I love, right? Or maybe in some cases, when I don't feel like being confrontational, I tend to suppress my anger and pretend that everything is fine as well. So these are really unhelpful way of coping with anger. And instead of displaying the aggression, we can mindfully try to approach anger in a more healthy way. And this is where mindfulness comes in, right? When we feel the first spark of anger, sometimes this may not be easy, but I think it takes time to practice and to recognize when we are feeling the first spark of anger. You know, our body may feel hotter, our heart may be racing faster, and we might be feeling a bit tensed up. And whatever it is, you know, we have to find what is that first spark of anger, which sometimes is not easy, right? It can be in the form of negative thoughts. Um... You know, our body may feel hotter, our heart may be racing faster, right? We might be clenching our fist or our jaw. You know, train ourselves to notice when is the first spark of this sensation within our body. And once we notice that, the next step is to remind ourselves to breathe into this sensation, right? Breathe into our clenched jaws. Notice that our jaws start to relax and bring a sense of kindness and gentleness into our feelings of anger without judgment. So do this for a few breaths, as this will help us to activate our senses and to stay grounded. So as you keep breathing in and out, you know, after a few breaths, you will notice that the emotions does not stay for long, right? And why do we need to approach these feelings of anger with mindfulness? It's because it buys us more time. You know, it buys us time to think how we want to react, and how we want to respond, right? So in the past, I really used to think that, you know, I'm a person who wants to settle my problems ASAP, like now, now, now. (laughs) But over time, I've come to see that there is value in buying yourself time to think how you want to react and to respond. And I realized that when we are able to notice that first sensation and when we engage in mindfulness practice through focusing on our breath for a few cycles, our actions will be very different, right, when we choose to react after we have only come to this step. You know, in a way, our responses will tend to be more aligned to who we want to be because we are more grounded in the present and we are more aware of the emotion that the anger is protecting. You know, be it our fear, be it guilt or feelings of betrayal. You know, there's more clarity and we can actually pinpoint what is the exact emotion that is causing the anger, right? And if let's say the situation needs communication, then at this step, I think we are able to communicate more effectively, you know, with more clarity as well. 
And certain times, we might just feel that there's no need for us to react. We might just come to rationalize it ourselves. And in other cases, if a situation calls for communication, then I think we are in a better state to actually communicate because we are clearer and we tend to say things that, you know, that is more aligned to what we feel, right? I think when communicating, one tip is to not use terms like you always, you never, (laughs) this kind of terms, which I am guilty of using a lot in the past. And also try starting your statements with I instead of you, right? For instance, I felt disrespected instead of you always ignore me, you never respect me. You know, in that way, when we are expressing our emotions from our own perspective, right, we are able to get our point across. I think this really also depends on the emotional bank you have with the other person and the level of empathy you think the other person would have for you, right? So if a person who doesn't really care about your feelings, for instance, a stranger, wouldn't be that interested to really hear you communicate your feelings, they'll be more inclined to, you know, listen to reasoning and logic. So I think when I talk about using I statements instead of you statements, it's more of towards people that you think care about you and who are willing to hear you out, right? So it's always good to, you know, be in touch with how you're feeling, you know, identify what are the vulnerable emotions beneath the anger and try to be in touch with those emotions and communicate those emotions to the other party in an I manner. So allow yourself to be vulnerable. So I think the takeaway for this episode is to build habits of validating what is it that is lying underneath the anger, right? Be it feelings of guilt, feelings of sadness, shame, betrayal, and all that, recognizing that. And once we identify that, we will be able to better act on those emotions to get to what we want, right? Instead of denying, avoiding, or blaming others. Because oftentimes it's all that vulnerable emotions that are actually driving our anger, right? So, for instance, if let's say you have identified that you are afraid, then it's about finding ways to keep yourself safe. I know it's a bit strange to say this, but you know, sometimes I now look forward to the feelings of anger so that I can practice this wonderful act of being more mindful in the present moment and just kind of come to see that you know anger just teaches me so many important things about myself and yeah there are benefits that it can bring to me and the situation you know like the information it tells me it can bring me one step closer to knowing myself and the people around me and also an opportunity to bring the relationship with my loved ones to a deeper level So learning how to sit and be with our anger is such an important part of mindfulness that can guide us towards living a life that's more in line with our values. And to end off, I just want to say that anger can be a really good motivator for many reasons which I've shared. So let's not fear anger by suppressing it. Neither should we scream at the people we love to express our anger. Aggression will only drive us away from the person we want to be and drive us further away from our loved ones. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and assess our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again 
very soon.